You're tuned in to the Waves Podcast with Wireless Nerd, where we'll explore what's new, what's now, and what's next in the wireless industry. Well, it is a Monday, November 6, 2023, and this is Waves with Wireless Nerd. Uh, good morning, everybody. I hope everybody's having a wonderful Monday morning. I want to co- cover a couple of different things that's happening, uh, some news I've been reading, some events that are going on, all kinds of great stuff. It's been a fantastic week. Still coming off that high at WLPC from Prague. Just so many great things. I've been watching Watching everything that's happening online, seeing all the streaming stuff, looking at all the videos that have been popping up. It's just been really, really good to see. So I'm excited to see all the chatter, everything that's happening with uh, with WLPC. Just, just what, a, what a great congregation of people that were there hanging out. And now our sites turn to WLPC in Phoenix. And so, again, this is you know obviously wireless heavy, as usual. So if you're involved in the wireless industry, the Wi-Fi industry at all, make sure you make plans to come out to Phoenix for WLPC. It's happening the week of the 19th, I believe, 19th through 22nd um, of February. And let me confirm those dates just because I don't want to be giving out bad information. It's in 2024 USA, Phoenix, Arizona, the 20th through the 22nd is the date of the show. So it's going to be pretty cool. We're going to have a good time. A bunch of us will be out there. Uh, You know, so many representatives from the industry are going to be around, whether it's manufacturers or producers or people or enthusiasts or whatever it is. We're all going to be there. Give me one second. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking at my LinkedIn here. I just got to make sure that this thing is streaming the way that's supposed to be because I do get a lot of interaction from LinkedIn, which is always great. It's always good to see people who are excited about uh, about talking about things like this. And you know, I I put this thing on every week, and I just want to cover a couple basic topics: what's new, what's now, what's next. And I am streaming, so that's fantastic. Anyway, uh, that being said, I just I want to run over some of the th- things that are going on in the news. You know, no no huge product announcements this week. I know Wi-Fi Seven is is really dominating a lot of the conversations that are taking place when it comes to Wi-Fi. So we're starting to see more and more vendors and manufacturers they're putting out their Wi-Fi Seven product, and that's exciting. Uh, on the way to Wi-Fi Eight, you know, here we go. So Wi-Fi Seven. I think Tom's Hardware did a did a review of a Wi-Fi 7 access point or router for residential. And the biggest thing that they could talk about is how it had two LED screens built into the front of it. <laughs> it wasn't even about the capability of Wi-Fi 7 and all the stuff that matters to all the nerds that are working on everything behind the scenes. So either way, that was good to see. Um, but, you know, one of the things that keeps popping up, and I just I saw a news article about it this morning. One of the things that I wanted to talk about a little bit, and, you know, I've I don't like to hammer on things that I think are, you know, might only be important to me, but you know, uh, this article popped up this morning and, and, and it made me think, you know, I deal with, I've dealt with a lot of municipalities, a lot of communities and school districts that are trying to figure out ways to broad, you know, to solve the, the digital divide and broaden the horizons, if you will. Um, and everything from, you know, from Wi-Fi and LTE and Wi-Fi on school buses and private 5G and everything else. And so, you know, we've dealt with these with these systems for quite a long time. And there's a lot of really cool things that are happening in the United States from the perspective of the government being able to provide access and funding for people to increase their connectivity. 
Um, but one of the things that I see that's super concerning still, and and I haven't I haven't kept up, so the rules might have changed. But as far as I know, they haven't changed. Is that some of this money that's going out, the bead funding that's going out, is very fiber heavy. And I'd like to I'd like to propose an alternate viewpoint or an alternate perspective when it comes to providing broadband access to communities. You know, a lot of people think that you have to start with fiber and you have to build from the ground up. You have to lay the infrastructure and you have to get the fiber in the ground. And then once you have the fiber, you can do everything and it'll solve all the problems and everybody will be happy and you know equitable and everything else. And that's just not true. Um, I don't like that perspective at all. I like the idea that if you start from the air and you work your way down, maybe that's a different and alternative way to do this. And you know, what I would propose is if you're looking at providing access to your community, whether it's a municipality or a school district, why not look at wireless first? Why not look at doing a private 5G network or doing a private LTE network or something where you start at the top and you provide access to everyone on their mobile devices and their tablets and their air cards and in home and whatever it is. And then when you can get the money and the budget to run the fiber to provide better access to that wireless network, then do that. But you don't have to start at the expensive route with fiber. You don't have to lay the fiber first to get everything done. The fiber can come later. Right now, work on solving the problem. Work on solving the issue at hand, which is making sure that everybody, because a lot of these stopgap things that have that have been produced over the last few years, especially you know with the COVID stuff in the United States, um, are now starting to fall apart. And the one that I want to call out is from, it's from six days ago. And this is on ABC 13 in Houston. And they're reporting that the free Wi Fi devices that were provided to Houston ISD uh, through a program with Verizon are now going away. More than 56,000 Houston ISD students are soon going to be without internet access as a nonprofit warns a district has not re signed a deal to keep the resources in the community. And this is called Verizon's Digital Promise. It came to the district in 2020 and helped 37 or 36 Houston ISD schools with laptops and tablets and hotspots. But now they're saying that in about two weeks, so about a week from now, uh, it might go away. And that's an issue, right? We all knew that when people were doing these, well, Verizon's just going to provide hotspots to everybody in this in the community. Uh, or, you know, or there's funding t- today so that people could, you know, just release these hotspots or rent these hotspots from Verizon. We knew that that wouldn't last long. And districts that made that decision are now sitting there going, wait a minute, we just threw all this money away. We could have been using this for a more permanent solution to provide access to our students. And they didn't. And now that some of the funding's coming out and they're saying, well, you got to go fiber or, you know, it's fiber preferred, that's creating another issue because it's like, who's got the money to do all of this? So again, this is a wireless, wireless centric audience here, right? Why not push it a little bit harder? Let's push 5G. Let's push private networks into these municipalities and into these school districts a little bit more because fiber is not the only answer when it comes to these things. And now some of these districts are going to have a number of students that don't have the internet connectivity that they've gotten used to over the last couple of years because these districts didn't believe in, in pushing their own network or you know working with cities to provide their own network. Instead, they just waited for that promise of fiber, which Still, a lot of projects aren't done. And the ones that get done or the ones that are looking at getting done are so expensive. Anyway, that's more of an editorial, right? But, <laughs> but I thought I'd share that because 
I do deal with a lot of these, you know, I've, I've dealt with a lot of districts and municipalities. And I think really, if you're looking at ways to solve the digital divide, why not look at mobile first? Everyone has a phone in their pocket. Everyone's got an iPad. All these laptops and stuff that are out there are great. Running fiber to people's houses and to their workplaces is fantastic when the people are at home. But what about when they're not at home? What about when they're on the go? What about when they're moving? What about when they have to do their homework in someone else's backyard because mom and dad are at a party or an event or whatever it is? It's, you know, when you start to think from a, from a mobile first perspective, a lot of things, a lot of things start to pop out. Now, anyway, speaking of mobile first, there's some great things that are happening. I'm looking at Boingo Wireless to discuss 5G Wi-Fi and base housing solutions at the Association of Defense Communities uh, annual event. And that sparks my interest because of the work that I did with Open Wi-Fi and that Boingo's made some really cool announcements with. It's really great to see some of this democratized Wi-Fi out there working its way. I hope that, you know, there's more progress on that. Um, more connectivity news. Qatar Airways is offering Starlink high-speed Wi-Fi in their uh, in their flights now, which is interesting because it's uh, this is Starlink um, out out uh, outpacing. I think it was Inmarsat that yeah, Inmarsat's GX Aviation component that was on there. This is their super Wi-Fi offering. Well, now Starlink is coming in and they're saying it's going to be free. Super Wi-Fi was ten bucks a flight. Now Starlink Wi-Fi will be complimentary for all passengers on some of these flights with Qatar Airways. So good news there for those of us that sit in airplanes. You know, the more the more the bar is pushed there, the more of us get to benefit from that. Speaking of pushing the bar, I, I run a whole bunch of scanners to see what's happening on the news and, and what's going on. And this article came up, so I need to give a shout out. You know, credit where credit is due. Google's DeepMind Robotics, uh, head on general purpose robots, generative AI, and office Wi-Fi. So the the head of this group um, of DeepMind was talking about how he's moving offices. And I just want to give a shout out here because this is a really cool part of the article. And it said that, um, you know, they're moving into the Alphabet offices, which is kind of neat. Imagine the Alphabet X offices, the Google Alphabet uh, X offices. Um, is there a reason that you all decided to move? He said, well, it's a very pragmatic decision. They have good Wi-Fi good power and lots of space. So shout out to the Google Wi-Fi team. The question was, I would hope that all Google buildings would have good Wi-Fi. And he said, you'd hope so, right? Well, shout out to the crew over at Google, making sure that everyone over there is keeping the latest and greatest innovations properly aired up, if you will, with good Wi-Fi. Speaking of good Wi-Fi, this week, there's been a lot of Interesting chatter from the EDU side, from higher ed, about problems with Wi-Fi outages. And Bucknellian, uh, the weekly student newspaper of Bucknell University since 1896, reports, food, water, sleep, and Wi-Fi. If you break what humans need down to the simplest components, those are the four things that you'll find the most. And most of them are pretty self-explanatory, though many Bucknellians would argue you don't actually need sleep. Unfortunately, here at Bucknell, it can also be difficult to find was perhaps the most important necessity Wi-Fi. And apparently, it's no surprise to anyone on campus that one of the professors there explains that maybe the Wi-Fi doesn't work because of aliens. Aliens. <laughs> you might be more surprising is that aliens seem to enjoy shutting down the Wi-Fi whenever you need it most. For example, they always strike at 11.57 p.m. on a Friday night when you have a paper where 20% of your grade due by 11.59 p.m. For answers to this question, they turn to their resident alien expert on campus, Professor Ulysses F. Olson. Olson claims that while Wi-Fi outages are caused by aliens, they aren't malicious instead. Much like Bucknellians, aliens love to party. I've actually attended a few alien parties myself. How were they? I don't remember. They wipe out your memory before you leave. It's okay, though. 
can't remember any frat parties that I attended either. Anyway, so apparently EDU, uh, Bucknell University, go look over there for Alien Hotbed. Um, you know, some in, in other news about Wi-Fi being plagued, Apple is releasing the new 17.2 iOS um, update. And if you've been having problems with Wi-Fi on your Apple devices, this is a known issue, and Apple has addressed it apparently in this new uh, in this new build, build 21C5029G specifically. That issue has been resolved. Um, until then, if you haven't updated, turn your Wi-Fi on and then turn it back off again. Apparently, is what is solving the issue with uh, with loss of connectivity. So, if you're on 17, if you're on iOS 17, make sure you update to iOS 17.2, and that should fix that. Um, in other Apple news, this uh, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine when we were out at WLPC. Again, shameless plug for my favorite conference. Um, we were talking about the new USB-C AirPods and the lossless audio. It's fantastic. The audio on these AirPods is phenomenal. Apple says lossless audio on the USB-C AirPod Pro requires both the updated H2 chip and support for 5 gigahertz wireless frequency. Wait a minute. What? The Apple H2 chip in the previous second generation, the H1, were limited to 2.4 only. In other words, you need the H2 chip and faster 5 gig wireless to enjoy lossless audio on USB-C. So to my friends with all their fancy spectrum analyzers, I would love it if someone would flip open some AirPods and start streaming some punk rock music and show me what 5 gig looks like now that AirPods are using 5 gig. Um to bring in lossless audio and low latency audio division pro as well. Many things have to work. And with the new AirPod pros, you can actually run this in five gigs. So the five gigahertz spectrum now has a new friend hanging out uh, because of anyone using the USB C charging cases and the new Apple AirPods. So be on the lookout for that as well as new Qualcomm. Uh, is it Qualcomm? Snapdragon Sound. Get ready. Earbuds that can play lossless audio are headed to Wi-Fi in 2024. Here we go. Um, the word interlopers, right? No, it's all wireless, man. It's all good. Snapdragon Sound is a set of audio technologies developed by Qualcomm, a leading semiconductor and telecommunications company that's currently also under investigation for infringing Redwood's Wi-Fi patent portfolio. That's breaking in the news. Hope that doesn't mess up the the cost of Qualcomm Snapdragon chips. Anyway, Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 or later processor, the aptX lossless codec, CD quality sound, it says, on the S7 and the S7 Pro. Um, it will be running across Wi-Fi networks, and it is talking about operating specifically in 5 gigahertz. So this is another one of those things that, you know, when we have to think about all of the chatter that's out there in the Wi-Fi industry, it's no longer just limited to whichever devices we're communicating with. Also, it says, look out, uh, Bose is the group that uses some of those. So look for that. Watch out for these headphones. You know, there was a statistic about how much money Apple makes on AirPods, and it is insane. Apple's AirPod revenue alone generate roughly $12.1 billion billion dollars per per year more than the revenue of spotify twitter or shopify insane how much how much airpods uh make this is from december 2021 
shows that Apple AirPods alone make more than like a ton of different tech companies that are out there. So they're not going away, but what they are doing is they are moving into new spaces. So be on the lookout if you're looking for interferers, five gigahertz, you know, thank God here comes the six gig stuff. But if you're looking for interferers and five gig, pay attention to uh, how many (laughs) AirPods or the new Snapdragon lossless audio is going to be out there. So Along those same lines, you know, we talked about universities having some Wi-Fi issues. There is a new report as of November 1st, 2023 in broadband communities. Most renters are dissatisfied with their current Wi-Fi services. A new report by a leading provider of property management solutions for the rental housing industry claimed that only 1% of renters have the Wi-Fi services they want at their current residence. 1%. 1%. That's crazy. So if you're in that space or thinking about moving in that space, there uh, some good metrics would be great to see to see that the smart rent community Wi-Fi report is at the smart rent website. If you um, head on over to go.smartrent.com slash Wi-Fi, there's an entire report about community Wi-Fi. Um, pretty fantastic. So uh, take a look at that. That is going on. What else is going on? Um, AirPods and data sheets and all those things. Oh my. Now this is a, you know, we've been running for a little bit. I try and keep these things short. But what, <laughs> but I do want to talk about real quick, uh, in November, we've got Mobility Field Day is coming up. If you're not uh, familiar with all the tech field day things, go just give a quick Google to Mobility Field Day. And Mobility Field Day is coming up. Um, there's going to be some, some friends of mine on there, um, as well as some other friends of mine from a couple of different companies. That's Sirius XM Radio trying to get me to renew my my subscription. I went terrestrial. I cut off Sirius XM. I'm, I'm 100% terrestrial. Right now, it's been it's been interesting, but man, I miss the airwaves. I, I really miss AM radio a whole lot, but that's just me. Anyway, Mobility Field Day, which is coming up November 15th and 16th, 2023. It's MFD 10. Man, it's already 10. Cisco, Ventive, Ybot, and Nile. Take a look. My buddies Daryl DeRosia, Keith Parsons, Lee Badman. Uh, May will be there. Mike Belitho. Don't know Mike. Hi, Mike. How's it going? Uh, Sam Clements, Scott McDermott, Shaman Cranko, and Troy Martin. The, the wonderful Troy Martin, um, they will be the delegates for MFD. So pay attention to that. And also happening at the same time in Mexico, if you are a resident of Mexico, Lindo, Latin America, make your way down to WLPC in the FA. Fernay will be there. Um, there's going to be some great stuff happening at WLPC in Mexico. So um, if I don't attend Mobility Field Day, I will probably try and jump on a plane and cruise down and go hang out with the crew at WLPC in Mexico. I think it'll be a great time. That being said, uh, as I mentioned, the the stuff is up from WLPC in Prague. If you haven't had a chance, go look at the videos. Um, go vote on the sessions for WLPC 2024. That is the one of the most important things you can do if you're in the Wi-Fi industry. Um, go to Wireless Land Pros. Look for WLPC. Vote for the topics that you want to hear because remember, at that conference, everything is selected by you. So please vote on what you want to hear. Get ready. There's going to be some incredible boot camps. This is the 10-year anniversary of WLPC. And if you want to know why I talk about it all the time and why I'm so adamant about it, then you should totally go. Make plans to go. You'll understand what I'm talking about once you've been. It is a phenomenal event. All right, this one's a little bit shorter than the others. That's kind of a little bit of what's now, what's new, what's next. Uh, What's now, obviously, there's some problems with Wi-Fi, but those are being fixed on the Apple release. Uh, Hopefully, the Qualcomm AirPod, you know, the Qualcomm headphones and the AirPods aren't causing too much destruction. What's new? uh, We've got, you know, there are some things. All the Wi-Fi 7 stuff is coming out, but no huge things to announce this week uh, going on in the industry. And what's next? Well, 
Great for WLPC. Get your learn on. And then CES, as usual, CES is coming up. National, uh, the Association of Broadcasters is coming up. NAB's a great meeting for anyone involved in wireless. It's a huge conference in Vegas. But, um, but yeah, I hope everybody has a wonderful week. Like I said, this one's a little bit shorter, but that's okay. We got a couple more episodes coming up and some special, uh, some special guests. Dave Tott, uh, I'm going to bring you on. We're going to talk about buffer bloat, which is going to be really, really exciting. Um, coordinating that one through our buddy Frank over in Prague. Um, other than that, man, I got nothing. Y'all have a wonderful week. Enjoy it. And, uh, and we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Waves Podcast by Wireless Nerd. Visit us online at wirelessnerd.net.